Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host with the most, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, a.k.a. Donnie Capri, a.k.a. the modern day goof. Yeah, coming at you, baby Baby, gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, wee, yeah, 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 the girl is mine, and uh, 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 oh, damn, she's fine, woo, hey, I'm coming at you with another Fugazi episode recorded in my living room, because Zig, our producer, and the UCB studios are shut down for the holiday, but that doesn't stop me. Raw happened on Christmas, so the Comedians of Wrestling podcast will happen during this time. Now, I feel like an insane lunatic yelling into a microphone in the middle of my living room with my dog, Dennis, the British Labradoodle, looking at me like I'm a lunatic. He is right. I'm caffeinated up. Let me take a sip. (sighs) Yeah, that's a hot brew, baby. Home brewed. Look, I don't have access to the cash-ins for this week. I know how to get to them, but, like, I just want to record. I'm excited to record. So, Zig, put the cash-ins at the end of this episode, and we'll hear them, okay? So, stick around. You know, um, you know, doing these, uh, the Marvel movies, at the end of the Marvel movies, it's like, oh, look, it's a, it's one of the other guys doing something. He might be in danger, or, you know, he's got a cube. He's got a glowing cube. That's what your cash-ins will be this week, and, uh, we'll be get back to, uh, doing it the right way next week. Okay, so... Uh, hey, Happy New Year, everyone. Well, by the time you listen to this, it will not be the new year. Well, it might be. It might be the new year. You might be listening to this in 2018. You might not. Um, yeah, I don't know. Depends on how much of a fan you are. You know, and I think I hope you listen to it right away. Okay? Podcasts I like, I listen to them right away. But anyway, a couple things. Uh, uh, and before we get into this special episode, and I got a little special thing for you guys. We, <laughs> all right, three things. Oh, here we go. The Patreon will be going live next week. I'll have all the details on our next episode about all this stuff and how to get your merch. Uh, T-shirts will be on sale next week. Um, having a little bit of a delay with some people. You know, some people are on vacation. It's hard. Not everyone's moving at the speed I want them to for the Jabroniacs. But still, everything is smooth. Everything is good. We'll have all the details on the Patreon. Uh, and getting merch and all that. And I appreciate a lot of you reaching out, asking where it is. And it means a lot to me. I'm working hard behind the scenes trying to get this sent and done for you. Okay. Remember, all that stuff will go to support the half-hour stand-up special only with professional wrestling material that I will perform. <clears throat> and other small things. We can get the live cash-in feature going. And I got a bunch. I got I got some plans. I got some plans. We're going to... 2018, it's going to be huge. It's going to be big. All right. Anyway, ugh, I don't know why I did that. All right. So... This, ep- this episode is our last episode of 2017. So... I watched Raw and SmackDown, a lot of good stuff in there. Jason Jordan and Rollins won the titles. I thought that was a really interesting, interesting choice. Fun episodes, really cool. Cena came out. I figured, you know what? Instead of just focusing on those episodes, I put together a list of what I think are the winners and losers of 2017. Top 10 lists. 
Uh, I'm sure this will be controversial, but let yeah, I figured let's go through this. This will be really fun. Um, I obviously want your feedback on the Facebook page. If you don't follow our Facebook page, join the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook group. The only place where you could talk about wrestling at four in the morning. Uh, yeah, so before we get into the list, I want to talk about my TV. All right, so I I bought a TV for my house, and we've had a a bad TV for a while, and it was time to upgrade the TV. Um, My wife, she's on a television show premiering in January on HBO called Crashing, January 14th. Check it out. That is a plug. Um, Not a sponsor, but yes, a plug, but sponsors my life, if you will. Um, So I got an HD TV, big TV. And, uh, man, oh, man, has this changed my wrestling viewing experience, uh, for the, for the better, obviously, just cause it's a bigger screen and it's more clear, but f- with my mind, when I'm watching wrestling, the amount of more minutia I can see, it's like, uh, I'm like Professor X in Cerebro or whatever, like where I, I'm picking up on too much, you know, I almost was better off with the smaller TV. So I was focused on John Cena. I'm looking at John Cena. Uh, b- b- just I didn't even, wasn't even listen to him. I'm just looking at his torso in full HD. I'm looking at those lines he's got under under his pecs. And I'm like, what do you? How do you get those? Lines? You guys know the lines I'm talking about. I think they're accentuated if you get tan. If you tan also. Um, I was looking at Alexa Bliss's face makeup, wondering like why it looks kind of like a mask. It kind of looks like a like a you know if you're at like a. I don't know, like a uh, eyes wide shut, like sex party mask. Uh, I'm like, well, for HD, they should make that look a little better. I don't, I don't, I don't like her makeup. There's a whole layer of theater that, and clarity that I'm seeing that I, I don't know if I need. I don't know if I need more of this. Uh, but too bad, I got it. So anyway, um, I feel like I've been missing out on a bunch. Okay, now I, I can talk about this more, but I want to get into this list because I have a feeling that I'm going to talk forever forever so hmm what should i call this segment this is the first what the first ever welcome to the, welcome to the first ever welcome to the most listened to podcast of two cow tv welcome to, <laughs> man i will never i will never be able to do this let's listen to uh let's listen to, let's let's for fun even though i don't have my soundboard with me let's listen to let's listen to skylar do it Got it on my phone. First take. Welcome to the most must listen to podcast in history. Welcome to Cal TV. First take. Ah, oh, that's how Skyler does it. Welcome to the most listened to podcast in history. Welcome to Cal TV. All right, I only get two chances. Okay. So wait, this is, here we go. Let's get into it. This is the first ever. What do we call this? I don't. I losers feels too harsh, but let's. This will be the uh, winners and losers. Yep, that's what we're going with. The 2017 top 10 winners and losers list. Now, look, I know you're not going to agree with me. Let's let's relax. Everyone, if you're listening at work or something, I don't need you throwing a stapler, okay? That's what you guys do at work, right? You staple. I don't need you throwing a stapler. I don't need you throwing a hissy fit. Express your views on the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page. The only place we can listen to wrestling for in the morning. Talk about wrestling for in the morning. All right. Um, so 
Yeah, and another thing is about this. This is obviously besides this being subjective. Although I like to think that my 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 opinion is the law of the land. That's why I have the microphone, very expensive microphone. Uh, is um yeah, some of these people in the winners and losers list. Hey, Dennis. No, come on. I'm trying to record. Don't. Oh no, he's eating a bow. He's eating the bow off the TV. All right. Okay, I'm back. Some of these people on the list, some of these wrestlers, uh, have had some big wins, and I may, and you know, and you might disagree, even though I put them in the loser list or whatever. This is, um, you'll see how I do this. Okay, so let's start with, hmm, should we start negative or positive? Let's start with the winners. Let's start with the winners. Okay, so we're gonna start from ten. 10 being less good than 1. And this is a top 10 classic Letterman style. Um, yeah, so number 10 on winners for 2017. My number 10 is Elias. Now, I think Elias, everyone would agree, had an incredible year. Without a doubt, his gimmick got over hard. We talked about this a lot on the podcast this year. The concept of fake NXT... We talked about fake NXT heat coming up. Elias was a complete jabroni in NXT. And he came up with this fully formed character. The execution of this was amazing. Um, And then also, look, the dude looks good. He's jacked. He's getting way better. I mean, he stepped up to the plate. He was in this ring with Cena this year and rounding out the year. Had a pretty good exchange with Cena. Had a pretty good match with Cena. He could work. He's jacked. He can play the guitar pretty well. I'm a real sucker for when he's in the ring and he just takes his time just jamming a little bit. He does a little bit of a you know, pentatonic uh, solo. You know, it's like... And it's just like, yeah, this is my time. Um, his performance is great. Uh, and I, I could see him only getting better. I think he's established a lot of people... Have been a lot of people in the Facebook page and just you know in the live threads when we're watching and posting about the shows have been like they can't wait for his IC run. I mean the guy already people are talking about having an IC run. That's pretty great, you know. Well, I, we'll see where it goes. I don't think anyone's going to argue with me on Elias being number ten. All right, number nine. Number nine. Remember this is winners of 2017. I put Jason Jordan. It's number nine. Now, yes. Has he won that many matches? Not really. Uh, I think he beat Bray. Yeah, he beat Bray Wyatt clean. Um, uh, that's a preview of where Bray Wyatt will end up on this list. But uh, um, it's not really about It's not about the wins and losses. Remember, this is professional wrestling, okay? Jason Jordan has been established. You think about it. He started this year. I don't know the exact timeline. But he started this year in American Alpha. Um, and... Uh, was just in the tag team at the tag belts. He probably held the tag belts this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He held the tag belts this year. Um, and now they threw this Kurt Angle gimmick on him of being Kurt Angle's son, which I was weary about. I still don't like for the long term, but storytelling-wise and his character-wise, it's undeniable that, like, the dude is now a threat. Uh WWE has pretty fast, I would say pretty fast, has established him as a guy who, like, can win big matches. If you won that IC belt, you wouldn't be surprised. I know it's on Reigns, so you'd be surprised if anybody beats Reigns. Uh, 
but yeah, like, uh, Jason Jordan is is real, like, and it happened faster than you think. Ah, uh, you know, I, I his charisma has gone. This got like pretty good, pretty fast. It's not amazing, but he's gotten pretty comfortable in in the short in a couple of months. He's gotten a lot better. Not to mention the dude can work. He's yoked. Um, yeah, Jason Jordan is now established as a threat here. Uh, they built him by making him have good matches with good wrestlers. You know, he had like a good match with Cena, and uh, it worked. Cool. Going down eight. I got Alexa Bliss at number eight. Um, yeah, I mean Alexa. She. This was a year where she, where she shined as showing everyone she's the best female wrestler. She's the best in the women's division. Uh, she was the best on the mic. I, you know, highlights of me for the year. Um, I mean, the thing that sticks out the most to me, I don't know why, is that terrible segment, This Is Your Life Bailey segment, which was known as a horrible segment. Um, yeah, but I think uh, she... I, thought, I, I remember just being like, as a performer, she's doing a good job. She cuts great promos. You know, I would like her to have better matches, and uh, I think that's kind of why she's a little higher on the list. I'd love to put her lower, but she doesn't have any matches that I remember. Uh, so for that, um, yeah, she's the first um, woman wrestler to win the Raw and, ta- and SmackDown belt. Uh, I guess Charlotte did it also uh, after that. But uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, good good bliss for uh, good good bliss for Alexa. No, good year for Alexa Bliss. Uh, putting her at number eight. Uh, she got to fix the. Uh, I didn't like the makeup this week on my new HD television. Someone tell me if they recognize that as well. All right, number seven. Here's where we get kind of a hot take. I got Baron Corbin at number seven. Okay, so Baron Corbin, you can argue, had a bad year. I could see somebody being like, he's a loser this year. Because you could say that he um, he squandered his money in the bank. But, like, to me, yeah, that did stink, and... Uh, for him, and I'm not like the biggest Corbin fan. I'm not just saying this because we had a Twitter exchange. But uh, listen, they wanted to push him, and he feels like a legitimate threat. Like I keep saying that. That's the people who are going to be on this list are people legitimate threat. He won a Money in the Bank, which is a notch in your belt. He won the U.S. title, which is a notch in your belt. Uh, he's his. Uh, he is. It's just they're pushing him and. It's just working. It's a good year for him. If you think about him, where he came the year before, I'd be like, yeah, he's a complete. I mean, he's a complete jabroni. I mean, he got a Cena match at SummerSlam. I mean, he lost, but he uh, is just a guy who, whether you, he's one of these guys that like whether you like it or not, he had a good year on paper. Uh, That's just the deal. Uh, I know we got we have uh, some Corbin marks in the group, so they will appreciate that. But yeah, um, all right, let's move on. Number six. Who do I got number six? Where did I write six? Number six, Chris Jericho. Uh, incredible year for Jericho. Incredible. Uh, yeah, what can you say? I mean, his whole, you know, leading up to Mania this year, uh, some of that was in last year, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, the best friend stuff was incredible. And then to just, you know, reinvent yourself. <laughs> you go. I mean, not reinvent yourself in a way, but... Just to jump over, gonna headline at the Tokyo Dome against Kenny Omega. 
Uh, it's the biggest thing in wrestling right now. Uh, what a great year. What can you say? I mean, he's Chris Jericho. He's the man. Uh, all right. Number five. Number five. This one, I think, is going to turn some heads here. But John Cena. John Cena. Now, yes, John Cena, not around, not around a lot this year. But when he was around, he made a big impact. Uh, John Cena had an incredible match against Styles this year. He became the 16-time champion, a world champion. Uh, he, he he got engaged. I mean, come on, guys. He got engaged in the at WrestleMania. Talk about a WrestleMania moment. Uh, he is just, look, Cena's growing, but he's doing a lot for wrestling. So, I, you know, I got to give it, I got to give it to Cena. I know, yeah, that's the, that's the one I think I'm going to get a little bit of crap for. Uh, he had some great, yeah, some great matches this year. Ooh, let's look up some. Uh, I'm going to look that up while we keep going. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting where we, where, Cena, where does Cena go from here? Because I'm like, now we popped in at Raw this week, and now it's starting to be like, hey, okay. You know, he, he he had a lot of big matchups this year, but now I'm like, well, I don't know where they're going to go with Cena, you know, what, what they do with him. Because it's like now he's such a part-timer that I don't know how much of a legitimate threat he can be and with the schedule he has to be winning titles. And this next title he wins is so massive that it's got to happen at Mania. So my guess is at 34, that's when they're going to do it. Um, or he just can't even be at Mania. Uh, he had his match with Reigns this year. That was big. That, that was uh, probably the most anticipated match of the year. Those promos with Reigns, that was the biggest thing. Actually, that's what I had down here as a reason. Yeah, Cena had a big year. He had a big year. All right. Number four, speaking of the man, Mr. Roman Reigns. Uh, look, what can you say? Dude, tired, retired Undertaker this year. Uh, you know, he's Roman Reigns. I mean, the guy's barely losing. He had some of the best matches with Strowman this year. And uh, that's just, it's just Reigns. He's just, I mean, if they keep booking him like this, he'll be uh, pretty steady on this list. You can expect him. Um, head, he's got headlining mania three times in a row. All right, where are we going? Number three, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens with a big year. Um, look, we know Vince didn't like his Mania match. We saw that in 24, but they're making a 24 about him. Uh, his is the moment for me is his Shane uh, Hell in a Cell match. That was that was incredible. Kevin Owens just solidifying himself as the. One of, if not the top guy in the company, depending on your taste. Um, uh, yeah, he, uh, I guess, you know, you could, he lost. So thinking back about the whole year, you reflect. So much happens in wrestling in one year. It's awesome is what it is. It's awesome. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. He got to wrestle Goldberg this year. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Kevin Owens amazing. Uh, number two. Ooh, who could it be? Number two, Mr. AJ Styles. I mean, look, 
AJ Styles has all the best matches. He's AJ Styles. He's arguably the best wrestler in the company, probably the best wrestler in the company. Uh, the match with Cena was amazing. His Brock, he made his Brock match, was the best Brock match, in my opinion, of the year. I guess you can argue the SummerSlam match. Uh, he had the title two times this year. Then while he didn't have the title, he had the U.S. title. The dude's only holding titles. The guy is the title. Um, he's the most over guy in WWE. He's AJ Styles. I don't need to sell AJ Styles to anyone. Except for the controversial thing, which is who I say number one guy this year. And we're talking about having being the winner of the year. I put number one as the modern day Mahaja Jinder Mahal. Now, look, <laughs> again, do I think Jinder Mahal's better than any of these guys? Absolutely not. But Jinder Mahal pulled off a six month title reign where people WB championship title reign where people were not that pissed off about it people were into it everyone wanted to give him a shot uh he went he won the title he, he defended the title at SummerSlam I mean he the booking for him was weird and even with that people weren't saying all year at least in the Jabroni Nation, a lot of this will be hewed by my feedback with you guys. People were not like, take the belt off him, he's awful. Like, the reaction was not that. People were not that not into it. And that is such a win. I know this is a roundabout thing, but, I mean, I think he, like, in a weird way, pulled it off. He looked awesome. The guy worked hard. And to think that he would even become the champion ever, it's just, that's his biggest... That's his biggest year he will ever have. And I'm just going to give it to him. That's it. If you got a problem, get at me at the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page. All right, cool. That's my list of the 10 winners of 2017. Now, some people, you're like, oh, how's that guy not on there? How's that not guy on there? You know, sometimes it was like thinking back. Maybe they had okay year. Or maybe they're honorable mention. But these are the guys who, in my mind, stick out as like, ooh, this was a great year for them. And Jinder Mahal, of all these guys, this is, this, I guarantee, will be the best year of his career ever. So that's why he gets the number one spot. Some of these other guys can have better years. Reigns can have better years. AJ Styles is going to have a better 2018 than 2017. All right. Let's get into the losers. Now, this loser thing is too negative for me. The term loser. But, I mean, look. Failure is part of the road to success. And also, a lot of failures in wrestling are booking-wise and situational-wise. And some people need to do worse for other people to do well. Okay? As a Magic the Gathering fan, the card game... Someone said, hey, why do you print bad cards to the head designer one time? And he said, so the good cards are good. Think about that. Think. All right, so let's get into the losers list. Top 10. The the number 10 loser of the year um, is, I put, Randy Orton. Okay, now, look. You could argue he had an amazing year. He won the Rumble. (laughs) I mean... 
you know, and you'd be right. He won the Rumble and he won the championship at Mania. You'd be right. But the whole thing is so uninspired and forgettable. This is a guy who can always be a threat, but he can always be booked like that. But to be booked, to get the booking for Randy Orton is not a big deal. To make that impact like a Jericho, to still have a great year when you're a guy who can can automatically get is who is entitled to these even sometimes contractually entitled to these wins they to have uninspired wins and to like waste a rumble win you know i don't know it's it's it to me it was just it wasn't a great year for randy in that way and i like randy so yeah i i guess technically on paper he won you know this is like me like saying the yankees suck or something but uh, no, it was an uninspired year for Randy that could have been could have been an amazing year if his head was more in the game. That's how I feel about it. Um, all right, number nine is uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks, just in general, just is failing to connect. Um, it doesn't at booking wise. It does not help her that she's a face. She's a natural heel. She's a heel on the sheets because fans are annoyed with her all the time for not saying hello not you know because i guess they need that the legit boss gimmick is a heel gimmick also orton he also has a heel gimmick as a face so that doesn't help him either um but sasha also got the title had to dropped it again right away seems to be like kind of in my if i was her i'd feel like a little annoyed or embarrassed by that where it's like oh she's never defended her belt on on a pay-per-view is that what it is or on raw I think she's only won them on Raw, and um, but never defended on a pay-per-view. And uh, it just makes her not look dominant. It's not a great year for her. Um, it was Bliss's year. Uh, let's go to number eight. Number eight. To me, Finn Balor. Just not really in an impactful year. Um, uh... Jabroniak, Nick Tulo mentioned he has the same matches. I think that was fair. I mean, he had a great match with AJ. Um, that was cool. But he had a feud with he had a feud with uh, Bray Wyatt for most of the year that didn't connect at all. And uh, yeah, he's just failing to make an impact for me. Now he's he's very over. So this is one that's controversial. He's very over. I just think um, I think that the the ball's in his court with Finn, and I think. If he he's got to do something, and it's got to come on that microphone, he's got to do something to connect. And I don't, I just, I don't see it out of him. So, I, to me, it was just kind of a forgettable year for Bray Wyatt. Can't really uh, for Finn Balor. Uh, yeah. Um, again, I'm not a Balor guy. Uh, I like Finn, but he's, you know, he's not. I've always missed missed it a little bit. So again, I'm biased there. Uh, where are we going? Eight. Let's go to number seven. Seven. I got Bo Dallas. Okay. Arguably a good year for him because you could say he was in the uh, Miz-Tourage, which was like, uh, well, it's one of his more successful gimmicks. You know, he's getting more time. But I feel like this is the year where Bo Dallas has fully gone away. Now he's just a member of the Miz-Tourage. Uh, and he looks cool in that role. But, like, it feels like the moment where we lost any momentum Bo had 
Uh, and I liked Bo Dallas. I thought Bo leave. I thought that was a solid gimmick. I thought, like, you know, feels like they gave up on it. So I just gave him that. And maybe, you know, this will boost. This will get a fire going underneath him. Uh, number six. All right, I hesitate with this one, but I say Shinsuke Nakamura. I think Shinsuke had a mediocre year. Uh, his he, they fail. I I think all of Shinsuke's failing to connect this year, like losing the momentum. I think all that was booking. I I, I put this full booking. The guy needs some kind of. <laughs> He needs some kind of manager or valet, some kind of way to connect with the crowd. Uh, and the booking for the Jinder Mahal feud going into his SummerSlam match, which is his biggest match of the year, was just like they just made they made they, they just made a lot of weird racist jokes about him. And he wasn't there a lot. It felt like it just was a really weird year for him. I mean, his he's obviously super over. It just I mean the booking was very strange. This one I give like full. Full booking to Shinsuke uh, to, to to this like they need to figure out a way. It's um, the way I see it is like Shinsuke seems pretty easy to to get over in a big way, and uh, yeah, it that there's like no excuse for it. All right, number five, Dean Ambrose. Uh, just you know. Not an Ambrose guy, uh, but also this year it's been pretty uninspired by Ambrose. Uh, did he? No, nah, did he have the title this year? No, nah, AJ took it off him, right? No, nah, that was last year. AJ took it off him at uh, what's TLC that was, and what did Ambrose? I mean, he he's ending the year injured. This whole Shield run has been pretty mediocre. I mean, I don't need to say that much about Dean Ambrose. I feel like everyone's disappointed by Dean Ambrose. Let's move to number four. Number four, Seth Rollins. Okay, look. Seth is incredible. We all love the architect, Seth Rollins. You hear that? The architect, Seth Rollins, is what we love. Kingslayer, burn it down, Seth Rollins, makes no sense. I don't know... I, I mean, I was watching Raw, and I was like, what are, what are they doing with this guy? What is Burn It Down? What does that mean? What is he burning down? Uh, he, like, he's... What is that? What is that? The Kingslayer? I mean, that, that was over after Mania. Like, just, you know, and Reigns beat Triple H the year before. So, like, what's the big deal? And Triple H isn't the king. He's not even there. He's not around. Well, I guess right now the king is Stephanie, or the king is uh, <clears throat> Kurt Angle. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know what this is. Then he's in the Shield, and the Shield has been a clusterfuck because of injury. Uh, you know, the, because of the measles, the mopes, injuries. It's been a little messed up. Um. Uh, yeah, and now it's just like, you know, they're, they're in, uh, it's cool that they won the tag belt, him and Dean, but it's just, it buries Seth. We need the architect. Can he be part of the shield and still be the architect? Like, why can't he still be, like, a mastermind? Like, why can't he be, like, overthinking things or, like, having this, con- like, I just don't know why he's just, like, became so generic. I, it's, it's like, it's, it's just, you know, it's such a waste of a year for Seth Rollins. 
I, I'm not sure what the thought process was here this year. But it was a, this one is just a bad booking year for Seth Rollins. His wrestling is great, and it just, you know, hopefully he gets it together. Number three, Bray Wyatt. Okay, another one. <clears throat> he won, he, hey, look, he went into WrestleMania, the champion. He won the belt. He had the belt for, what, two weeks? Uh... Where did he, he had the belt? Where did when did he win it? He won it at the Elimination Chamber off of Cena, right? And then his next match was at at Mania and lost it to Orton. Look, House of Horrors match this year. Bray Wyatt is look. We've been it since I've started this podcast. We've been discussing how disappointed we are with. The handling of Bray Wyatt. But this year, particularly, it's just like throw him the belt and then not get behind him at all. It was just it was just ridiculous. And it, it like felt like we had that glimmer of hope and then they took it away. And then after that it's just been had that uninspired Finn feud and he's just been not a threat. He's not a threat. Bray Wyatt is not a threat. And I like the House of Horrors match, to be honest. I thought it was cool. Uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I like stuff like that. I know that's controversial. People don't like it. I, I thought it was cool. It wasn't my favorite execution. It could be done way better, but the, the, I love the, the, the concept of like, you know, this spooky champion who you have to like come find him in a, in a house. It's, I, I dig it. Push, push the boundaries. Try it. It's where God Hardy, where he's at. Um, yeah, which is in a feud with Bray. That's where Hardy's at. Is it a few? But man, bad year. Not a a, a great. Uh, only a bad year for Bray because of how they like f- built him, fakely built him up just to make him fall again. Um, and then he got the moops, also the measles, whatever. So that wasn't good. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, all right, moving on. Number two, Brock Lesnar. Okay. Kind of, a, I guess this is semi-controversial, because all right, SummerSlam match was great. His match with AJ was great, uh, but this is the year where I couldn't help but shake. Like I get excited when Brock's there <laughs> at SummerSlam. He's awesome, and Brock is he's main event. Brock is main event. Like Brock, you can't. He's incredible. Like you cannot underestimate the power, the star power of Brock Lesnar and the. Manpower of Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh but this is a year where the talent is so deep that it's like to be around this little and hold the belt the entire year. Um it was it just it's just he needed to drop it. You know, Mike Lawrence came on here, he thinks that when he beat Strowman that like that hurt Strowman's momentum. You know, it's arguable, but it's just, it's time to step aside or find a new role for Brock because Raw, I don't get excited for Raw, to be honest. I'm excited to turn on SmackDown every week. This this year, I was very excited to watch SmackDown almost every week. But Raw, part of what I don't like is that the belt's not there. It just doesn't. You know, it doesn't feel right. So I'd say this was a year where Brock Lesnar like hurt, hurt uh, 
raw for me. And that that's why I put him in this big spot. And I think this is a year where they need to start rethinking what Brock's role is. I mean, he could come in for big matches, and he could come in for title matches, and he could win the title, but... We got to maybe move it around or something, you know. I'm sure I'll take this back when he has an incredible Mania match, you know. Uh, But, yeah, I don't, you know, that's how I feel. Number one, the number one person who I think had the worst year, I I hesitate to say loser, is Lana. (laughs) I think Lana had... Now, again, you can argue, and I'm, I'm, playing, I'm, I'm giving the counter-arguments. She got a title match, which is, like, pretty big. But it was very unearned. And this was a year where she's, like, working hard. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to wrestle. And it was the year where WWE was like, no, you're not. Came in, had some pretty uninspired performances. And she's not with Rusev. She's, like, just kind of in no man's land. It's just, like, a... Uh, uh, one of the female wrestlers who is like, I don't know, I guess a wrestler. I don't even know what she is. Is she a manager? Is she a wrestler? Like, to end 2017 just being like, have your, like, identity stripped. Not to mention they show clips for Total Divas all the time, and I see she's not even Russian, which, by the way, kayfabe, I knew she wasn't. But I'm saying it's just like, where I don't know wh- where Lana is now. She's in this, she's almost in this, like, 90s territory of just, like, like one of the WB, like just divas, like just for the swimsuit catalog or whatever they're doing. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's, it's not with the times. I'm not saying she can't get it together, but I think she had some good opportunities this year that she didn't nail. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's why I put her as nothing number one, just because she had no, her identity was weird this year. Where, what is she? She's a question mark. Okay, that's the first ever top 10 winners and losers list. What did you think? Give me shit. I'll take it. Um, Now let's move on to the next portion of this, which I didn't even tell you what was going to happen. You didn't even know about this part. Fucking jabronis. This is my predictions for who is going to have a great 2018 and who is going to have a not-so-great 2018. This is the good 2018 and good and bad 2018 list, for lack of a better term. All right, jabronis? All right, let's start with... Let's start with bad, and then we'll end with good, so we end on positive, even though we're sandwiching the bad, okay? We're sandwiching. These are not in any particular order. These are not top 10. I didn't rank these. I started to, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. These are just my predictions of who I think is... Going to have good years and bad years. All right. Let's start with bad year. All right. I think Jinder Mahal is going to have a pretty bad year of 2018. Coming off the number one best year, 2017. And it's going to be because of the comparison to last year. He's going to be coming off the best year of his career to go to a a real middling career. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, I don't know. uh, Yeah. I think he's not going to do anything. (laughs) It's going to be boring. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Who I th- bad? Uh, keep keep going. All right. I think Lana's gonna continue to have a bad 2018. I think they're gonna struggle. She's very talented. I, I'm a fan of hers. I think she's gonna struggle to find her place in this business. Uh, unless they put her back with Rusev, or she drops the accent and uh. Figures out a way to connect on a more real level, you know? 
Um, yeah, so I'm just predicting that. Predicting that. Uh, bad year. I think. I think they're going to continue to book Shinsuke poorly. I think he's going to have. I don't mean bad. It's harsh, but I think he's going to have it. I think he, they're they're going to. I think they're going to. I think it's going to be a tough year for Shinsuke. Uh, I don't see them. I don't see any momentum towards figure like towards solving the Shinsuke dilemma. Um, and so, <clears throat> just how I feel. I think Bobby Roode's going to have a mediocre 2018. I think he's going to have to figure out how to connect. I, again, I don't see the momentum. I don't see the momentum towards uh, making that making it work. Um, he's yeah, yeah. It's kind of amazing these guys. They come out of NXT. Bobby Roode's amazing. I think Bobby Roode will eventually. You know, I mean, they got to turn him heel. I think he's a natural heel. Um, I think he's great at like insulting people. Some of my favorite things in Rude is like his like um, back his like backhanded compliments were some of my favorite things he did in NXT. I liked him wearing the suit. Now we only see him in the rope, and like that feels like what happens with NXT is these guys come up: Bre- Tyler Breeze, Bobby Rude, uh, Ty Dillinger. These guys come up and they're all entrance. Shinsuke, they're all entrance. Like, that's something that Triple H is, like, an expert at. It's, like, giving these guys, like, a good entrance and teaching them how to walk down the ramp. Uh, and then they learn that element of pageantry. But then there's not writing to get them to connect on a more, like, I like this character level. Or, I uh, you know, go from, go from two to three dimensional. Uh, right now, if you didn't watch NXT and you saw Bobby Roode, you'd be like, I don't know what, he's just a guy in a robe who says glorious. Well, how is he glorious? Why is Ty Dillinger the perfect 10? Because he says he's the perfect 10? AJ Styles is phenomenal because he is phenomenal. He has the most phenomenal match of the night. Does Bobby Roode have the most glorious match of the night? No, show me why this guy's glorious. Is he gloriously insult you does he psychologically take you down is that what that is like what what is it what does it mean and i'm not saying people need to know that they need to pinpoint that where they go like oh that's what glorious means it doesn't need to be that black and white where it's like but like uh 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 but but if they don't give them the time on the show to do it then we it becomes like oh you don't ever go oh glorious means this you mean Glorious is just a catchphrase, and that's it. You know, um, I feel like Baron Corbin is doing a good job of establishing, like, of the lone wolf thing. You feel like he's a guy who, and this also has to do with my interactions with him on Twitter, and just and and Newman getting blocked by him. Like, he feels like he's a guy, like, he's like, I don't care what you think about me, like, leave me alone. I guess he does care because he blocked Newman, but I do think he does a guy who walks alone, not like Batista who walks alone uh side note batista i watched guardians of the galaxy Gal- guardians of the galaxy um uh, incredible schwarzenegger that was spontaneous um god uh uh yeah sure, i watched guardians of the galaxy and batista is incredible in this movie he is so funny they really figured out that character you want to talk about drax the destroyer I didn't even like the first Guardians. I know this is controversial. I thought the second, because people loved the first one and didn't like the second one. I, I like the second one better. Um, and specifically because I thought Batista's character was even funnier in the second one. They, like, went full goof with him. Uh, Batista becoming a fine, 
uh, movie actor. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's rude. I just, I, I guess what I'm saying is that some of these guys are great that I'm saying, but I, I fail to see how they'll, I fail to see the steps towards correcting it. Uh, Dean Ambrose, I think, was in another mediocre year. I don't see, with him, it feels like he, he feels like a guy that you can't get through to. I don't know if that's just kayfabe or something or actually me, you know, actually it's, that's coming from me hearing about his backstage persona and hearing that he's very like to himself. Uh, but uh, if he he needs to be realer, it's simple. He needs to be realer. He's being a goof. He's not being himself. There's not what is a Dean. What is Dean Ambrose? What is the lunatic? You know, look in improv. They say don't play crazy because crazy you can't heighten crazy. You can't under as an audience member. You can't understand the philosophy of crazy. The philosophy. Ambrose is just <clears throat> what is he? He's a guy who like kind of jokes. He's like the wild card. That's why he only kind of works in the Shield because he's be- has that like wild card like from Always Sunny. Like he's like the Dennis role of just like oh he's, he might make a joke or he might say something serious. He might hit you with a bat. He might do this, but his unpredictability is not at all. Uh, it's not at all uh, defined. So it's just like I don't know. He might have a hardcore match. Who knows? Or he might just I don't know. He might just make jokes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's going for, like, he's trying to be, like, I don't know, like a weird, like, hybrid of, like, Tony Stark and, like, uh, <laughs> and, like, uh, he's like a comic book guy. I guess he's trying to be, like, witty like that. But but in a weird like brooding way. It's like the if like Tony, he's like Tony Stark and the and Heath Ledger's Joker combined. So it's like I'm trying to be witty, but I'm also trying to like blow up the world, you know. And that it's like okay, well, man, like I don't know. Are you gotta be either just dark or just you know fun. I just have I have no hope for Bray, for for Ambrose. I think Bray Wyatt's gonna have another bad year, because uh, uh, I think. Going, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, come on, how many times can I get burned here? Um, yeah, I think Alexa Bliss is gonna have a mediocre year next year because I think she's gonna start being outclassed in the heel category. I think Paige and Ruby Riot are showing that they're like some pretty evil heels, and I think they might make it hard for her to maintain her heel thing. It might come off as almost cute. Uh, but we'll see. That's a prediction. I love Bliss, so she. I, I, I have hope for her. All right, cool. All right, now let's get into predictions for 2018. Good stuff. What I think. And again, give me shit for this if you disagree. Uh, on the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page, we talk about wrestling at four in the morning. <coughs> ugh, ugh, a little sick, a little sick. All right, here's, let's get positive. Here, I think people are going to have great 2018s. All right, I'm going to start with Corey Graves. This guy is, an, is really great. Uh, and that's it. I just think he's going to have a good year. I don't think his role is going to change. I think he's going to keep doing what he does, but he's just going to keep getting better. My little brother is watching wrestling. He doesn't watch wrestling that much. You know, he has been on, he was on the show last week and uh, the week before, and uh, he was laughing at a lot of his lines, repeating them back. Uh, just think he's he's on a good trajectory. He knows his deal. He's doing it. Um, all right, positive. Miz. I think Miz will have a great year. He's going to have a baby. 
Um, if he didn't, no, yeah, he he's it's gonna be next year. I think Miz is. Um, uh, yeah, I think Miz is gonna have a great year. I think they're gonna figure out some good a good mania booking for Miz, uh, and I think that he could go as high as. They could do something big with him. I could see them. I could see them, you know, dark horse for the Rumble. Uh, but uh, maybe give him a big IC match at Mania. Uh, all right. I think Shane McMahon is having going to have a great 2018. Now, that's kind of a hot take compared to me, like, being disappointed with him on the mic. But right now, he is a good guy. And it's hard to be a good guy and, like, phone it in. Right, like you see the amount of effort that Cena has to do to be a face, where you're like, oh, he's you know saving all the children. He's like taking his shirt off, giving it to a kid who has the wrong color T-shirt this week, um, meaning he didn't have the new one. Well, uh, you know, uh, anyway, that was that was a little, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a merch move, but okay, I'll let it go. Not not as bad as DX, but yeah, but Shane, if Shane is gonna be this kind of like phoned in dude. If he's phoning it in as a Vince McMahon type, which is where they're alluding to him going, that him becoming his father and becoming the heel and Daniel Bryan becoming the good guy there. If that happens, then I think it'll work if he's like phoning it in. He doesn't care. Everyone hates their boss who like doesn't care, who like is phoning it in. I think that's going to be I think I, I see I see good things. Plus he can always jump off cages. So that's that's always cool. I really hope that if Daniel Bryan comes back, his match back isn't with Shane McMahon. All right. Daniel Bryan, I think we'll, if he wrestles, we'll have an amazing year. Either way, I like this role he's going into. I don't know if he's going to have an amazing year. Uh, Matt Hardy. I mean, look, broken, woken, whatever you want to say. Matt Hardy is, it's just, it's coming out strong. Hopefully he buries Bray, which seems to be uh, a safe bet. Uh, but I think Matt is going to, the broken thing is going to be the biggest thing next year. I think it's going to get so over. It's already over. And he's came out to new music at, at MSG and it was piano music. And I just, I think they're going to do it right. I don't know. I'm just hoping they do it right. I think the reason I think they're going to do it right is because Matt is a very proven guy at WWE. Where a lot of these guys coming up in NXT, they don't get it. It doesn't, it's not done right because they don't have the, uh, equity with Vince. Where I think Matt Hardy's a guy who Vince, I think trust, you know, so I think I'll have more say. Okay, another good year. Rusev, Rusev Day. Uh, this Rusev Day gimmick, I think, is going to give Rusev the fire he needs to go in. The weird thing is, Rusev, I think, is like a natural face. He's a guy you like. He's like a big teddy bear. Um, and I, I think uh, I think Rusev is going to have a great year as a face. <clears throat> Uh, I guess technically he's a heel in the show right now, but I think he'll go face and that'll work. Uh, another great year. Seth Rollins. Okay, so I was talking a lot of crap about Seth Rollins, but we all know where Seth Rollins shines when the shield breaks up. And that is inevitably going to happen and Seth Rollins will have a good year on his own. I think Seth Rollins will win the Royal Rumble. Uh, and I think that's kind of like, that's why they're laying him low because they have big plans for him next year. Um, uh, but, uh, maybe I'm just <laughs> have wishful thinking, uh, cause he just won the tag titles. I don't know what that, but that also seems to be planting the seal seeds for the shield breakup. It's like now Jason Jordan has the title of Rollins and, but the, you know, that that's interesting what, what that does to the shield. So great way to break up is at the rumble. 
Uh, Rollins is going to have a great year because he's Seth Rollins. He's mega talented. Another great year. Uh, Carmella is going to have a great year. Carmella has that money in the bank. She's going to cash in at Mania. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and also, her work on the mic was pretty good this year. She really knows how to step up to the plate. So I have hope. I I, I think she's going to have a great year. Sami Zayn, I think, is going to have a great year. His comfortability in this role as the number two to Kevin Owens it, uh, is great. He looks so comfortable because... He might just be, uh, you know, he might just be, a, uh, you know, the whatever, the diesel to, you know, to Kevin Owens, Sean. You know, I think uh, it, I think it's just he, he I see it. I see the hope for, for Zayn. We all know he's talented. Everyone wants him to get over. So that all the pieces seem there. Dolph Ziggler, I think we'll have a great year. Obviously, I'm biased. Dolph Ziggler is my friend. I will say, I just think with this, that promo he cut last week was great. Dropping the title on the ring. The tournament. Everyone's very excited about this tournament. I think he's going to have a good year. That's it. Um, uh, I was listening back to my interview with him. And it made me, uh, I'm going to try to get him in again next year. Because I, I have more questions for him. But check that out. If you haven't heard my episode where I interviewed Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I asked him some pretty, I was, uh, I was, I was happy with a lot of the questions I asked him. Um, Ruby Riot. I just think she's fluid. Like she's ready to go. She seems to be one of the most polished NXT acts to come up. Uh, I don't like her music. I know it's like a Ramones kind of song or whatever. Like Ruby, uh, what are they called? Ruby Soho. Those guys. The Rancid. I guess it's like that, but it's not hard hitting enough. I think she needs a better song. Same style of song, but I think it needs to be like more. Uh, it needs to be more uh, evil or something, you know. Right now, it's a little too like punk rock, but she her promos are like pretty badass. Uh, yeah, but again, I don't understand that whole thing. If we'd have Newman here, tattoos. I don't know the whole tattoo scene. Um, I'm not emo. Uh, okay, and last person I think is gonna have a great year, and this is the one that I could see myself regretting. But Paige, if Paige stays healthy. Of mind and body, because I heard she got injured at NASA Coliseum, but I heard that she got up, walked away. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but hopefully she is not hurt. Um, but if she can stay focused, you know, uh, and she seems focused, and I don't know her. I mean, she seems like she's focused. I don't, you know, what do I know? <laughs> I just know the rumors that, you know, she can sometimes get have a hard time with life. Um, yeah, she's just is uh, legit. When Paige is there, she's legit. I like her on the microphone. I like her whole presence. She makes the women's division better. And I think she can win that first Rumble, and she can win the belt. And I think uh, her holding that belt will feel really uh, good. I dig it. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm excited about 2018. should be good. Anyway, oh, all right, that went the full time. Like I expected. That's why I didn't get too caught up in things from this week's episode. But, yeah, let me know what you thought about my list. Uh, I thought it through, and uh, I'm open to criticism except uh, the fact that I, I'm right. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, hey, Jabroniacs, listen, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for another great year in uh, 2017. It was awesome to build this podcast up and build our uh, listeners and we have this awesome community going that's not that's uh, arguably not arguably I think the least swampy uh, true fan base out there like I feel like we have a 
group of people who like wrestling for the same reason I like it and have fun with it and the ridiculousness of it and take it seriously, but not too seriously. And uh, I'm really grateful to have that community. I've never actually really had, I know, you know, I've never really had that. I've always felt kind of a, a bit of a disconnect from the, from the, a lot of professional wrestling fans that I meet and they're, uh, I don't want to say negativity, but just their view of what it should be and, 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 and a bit of narrowness or, um, and, you know, perceived narrowness on my end. Um, and I'm just grateful to, to have uh, everyone. I'm excited for 2018 and all the things we're going to do. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so next week I'll have all the details on the Patreon. We'll get all the merch going. And 2018 uh, is going to be really exciting. And uh, everyone have a happy and a healthy new year and a safe new year. And uh, keep uh, watching wrestling. Kisses. 2017, signing off. Hey guys, it's Justin from Orange County. Hey, just uh, just curious about something. So it's twenty, it's almost twenty eighteen, and indie wrestling is probably the biggest it's ever been, and it's more visible to a lot of the eyes, that even you know with just people that are usually just in it for WWE products. Now, there's a lot of people that are kind of like sacred cows within indie, you know, indie darlings and things like that. But are there any, quote-unquote, sacred cows within the, you know, indie darlings that you just, you just don't, can't get behind? Kind of your, your unpopular opinion amongst uh, a bunch of fucking marks. Anyways, alright. Later, guys. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.